When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Writing Excuses, Season 3, Episode 10, Do's and Don'ts of Attending Cons. Fifteen minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Howard. All right. Howard is very emphatic about his do's and don'ts, so I'm going to just hand um, the mic okay. figuratively to him. Go for it. All right. So you're attending a convention as an aspiring professional, and you see your hero, whose ear you want to bend, whose time you want to spend, sitting at a booth, and you walk up to him and introduce yourself. Um, there are right ways and wrong ways to mm -hmm. do this. Being overbearing and creepy, and I'm your number one fan. Never say number one fan. Okay. Um, uh, but Can you say number two? I'm your number 3,615. Hey, see, something like that might actually be interesting. Um, the guy that you don't want to be is the guy who walks up to the booth uh, introduces himself and then stands a little bit off center for 25 or 30 minutes just staring. Yeah, and you particularly don't want to be that guy if you're female. Because then <laughs> oh. you'd be a guy. Yeah, that's, you, you definitely don't want to be You don't want to be that person. Thank you for that. You don't want to be that person. Thank you for helping me with my gender non specific political correctness. Uh, I'm not very good at that. Anyway, uh, I often refer to those people as booth barnacles. Um, <laughs> so if you've done that at one of Howard's booths, now you know what he thinks. Well, it's if if you're a fan, if you're just there as a fan, if fans mm -hmm. do that, and they okay. they go all fanboy yeah. or fangirl, and that just happens. Well, and that's fine if you're a fan, but I think what Howard is pointing out is you want to present yourself as a professional if you're an aspiring professional. Mm -hmm. People tend to think of you how you present yourself, and. But the question is, why are you going up and talking to your hero in the first place? Um, can you approach that as a professional? What can you get from it? What are you looking to get from it? What, you know, what? Let me tell you about my first meeting with okay. Steve Jackson at mm -hmm. Comic-Con. I walked up to Steve Jackson's booth, and in front of me was my friend Richard, who has been a fan of Steve Jackson mm -hmm. forever. And he said, hello, Mr. Jackson. I don't know if you remember me, but you and I talked at a convention 15 years ago at BYU. And... And Richard kind of went, you know, fanboy gushing, uh, and Steve went kind of glassy-eyed and slack-jawed, and oh, one of these guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and Richard, you know, turned around after he'd done this and looked at me and said, "What have I done? I, you know, usually I'm very articulate, and I just went all fanboy on my my hero." I stepped past Richard and reached out and shook Steve's hand and said, Hi, uh, Mr. Jackson. My name is Howard Taylor, and I've been anxious to meet you. And Steve, had I had, Steve and I had actually communicated via email, and he shook my hand and said, oh, I've been meaning to talk to you too. 
well, Steve, I've got some time right now. Can we go talk? And Steve said yes. And it was, it was awesome. And we went and sat down and talked about all kinds of things. And what grew out of that was the publication of Schlock books. You know, he was mm -hmm. hugely helpful, instrumental in making that happen. Um, Richard is a marketing genius and didn't understand that that fanboy moment will creep up on you and will make you say dumb things. And I've said exactly those dumb things. I said them to Larry Niven two years earlier, uh, which, and, which I hope Larry doesn't remember, but I remember it. Hi, Mr. Niven. I'm a huge fan of yours. I think I've read everything you've written. And he looked at me straight in the eye and says, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Larry, though. And um, now, but you don't want to be that guy. Mm -hmm. You, I'm, I'm, whenever someone says, I've read your books, I love them, I am flattered. Um, and I don't mind if people come up to me and say, I've read all your books, I think you're a wonderful writer. Hey, that's great. I think it's the next step. Um, yes. And I think what we're looking at here is you, as an aspiring writer, approaching one of these old pros, are hoping for advice. Yeah. This is what I, I, I think that we're, at least that's what Dan and I were looking mm -hmm. for. When we would go and talk to an author, we would want to know a couple of things. We would want to know who their editor was, who their agent was, how they got their editor, how they got their agent, why they decided to, to pick that editor, that agent, um, if they have any specific advice for aspiring writers, that sort of thing. Now, getting those answers out yeah. of them at the booth might yeah. be tricky. And that's why the question I would lead with, mm -hmm. because this is a question they are prepared to answer and mm -hmm. want to answer, and that is, what panels are you on that okay. you think I, as an aspiring writer, should absolutely attend? That's a, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. um, that's an excellent question. Um, though, we do have to point out, there aren't going to be any booths at Worldcon. Well, there are, but... If, if they're, yeah. We're talking about like a signing or a reading, I think. Yeah. Meeting yeah, if you see them at a at signing a table, or a meeting right. or at a media convention, you right. might see them there. If you bump into them in the right. hall, that's a good opening question. Yeah, we, mm -hmm. um, Dan and I would often lead with, do you have a few minutes, some time, to sit down and chat? Um, and what we were looking for was not, we want to demand your time right now. We were trying to be schedule conscious. Mm -hmm. If they gave us five minutes sometime that we could sit down and chat with them at their own leisure, a lot of them would, particularly yep. world fantasy. They'd yeah. say, yeah, sure, you know, I'm going to be at the, the bar getting drinks um, between these two. Um, yeah, it was Steve yeah. Staffel. Mm -hmm. I guess he's a, an editor, yeah. Staffel. He, he sat down with us for about 15 minutes and yeah. just and talked and talked. There, there are two places that are great for having that conversation. Mm -hmm. One is the bar, mm -hmm. and the other is the con suite. Yep. If you bump into these people at the con suite, because you know, if they're sitting down, it means they've got a little time to sit down. Mm -hmm. If they're walking in the hallway, often they are in between panels, and that is not a moment yeah, where they even have 30 seconds. Yeah, but that didn't stop us. That never <laughs> stopped us. Um, because because here's the thing, Howard. We were looking specifically for certain individuals Man, you that were we aggressive. wanted to know. And we, we had, were, yeah, we were. Well, and yeah. that, that, that's a great place to start. Tell us yeah. the Tom Mo Doherty moving story. into the well, there's there's nothing really to tell about Tom Doherty except that. We well, had here, here's what we can say about Tom Doherty. Tom Doherty, we, we didn't realize, is a publisher and not an editor. We were looking for editors. We found Tom Doherty as the um, head CEO publisher of Tor. We thought, <laughs> let's talk to him. What we didn't realize is a, a publisher generally hires editors to do the acquisitions, okay. mm -hmm. and so Tom was not going to acquire or read our books. He has editors to do that. So what did he that, give you the what, time of day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom's a great guy. He sat and chat, talked with us, but we could tell he wanted to yeah. get away. 
what, what that experience taught us is that mm -hmm. we needed a better plan. And yeah. so the next time, I think it was that same day, we said, okay, well, we're, we're going to target people. We're going to know who we need to talk to, and we're going to find them, and we're going to talk to them. And that's actually how we found the editor that we have, because yeah. we were talking to, I don't remember Jeannie who. Cavellos. Who said, there's a new editor at Tor who's currently acquiring books. His name is Moshe Fetter. You should find him. And we spent two straight days looking for him and yep. finally found him. But at that same con with Tom, um, I think it was uh, Ginger Buchanan, mm -hmm. um, that after the Tom thing, we thought, wow, we, did, we approached that wrong because it was stopping him in the hall and he was trying to get away. And that's when we said, let's just ask him if they have time sometime. We, we went to a panel that we knew Ginger was on. We sat and we listened to her panel. Then afterward, we walked up to her and said, we are aspiring writers who would just like some have you answer some questions. We don't want to hand you a manuscript. We just want some advice. Do you have a few minutes sometime? She said yes, and she gave us a few minutes. It actually happened to be right after that panel. Mm -hmm. But um, let's break for a commercial. Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And then let's come back. Good day to you. I am Armando Gonzalitos del Castillo de la Santísima Biblioteca. And I'm Haggis McShiny. And his name's too long. And your name is too silly. But one thing we agree on is that Dungeon Crawler Radio is just it made of all kinds of awesome. It is indeed. It is almost as awesome as I am. <laughs> it blows up my kilt. Yes, but that is not very unique in this world. 
Anyway, the point is dungeoncrawlersradio.com. It is a place that you should go right now as we wait. <laughs> All right, and we are back. Um, now, I want to say a few things about what's, what's going on here. I, I want to add some caveats. The first thing is Dan and I were aggressive. We're not necessarily saying that you need to be aggressive or that you should be as aggressive as we were. Um, we're both outgoing types um, and very bullheaded and very go get em types. We had mm -hmm. spent the money on this con convention, this, this con. We researched the editors who were there. We got a list of them. We actually had Peter do a lot of that because he's better at it than us. And <laughs> then we sought out these editors specifically with questions to ask them. Mm -hmm. And you both now have writing careers. We both now have writing careers. Yes. But let's add some caveats there. We have the type of personalities that, that works for. Um, number two, we, were, we learned very quickly not to be belligerent. Um, and I don't think we were belligerent <laughs> at the beginning, we, yeah. but we, we were a little bit too we, much. We, we learned how to do it right. And, yeah. and a little later, we'll talk about some Let's easy things it. right now. Go for, it, go for it now. Yeah. Okay, when, when, by the time we found Moshe, we knew what we were doing. And so I'll just walk you through that process. First thing we did is we found him, because we all had name tags, said, oh, Moshe. And we did the standard introduction. We're aspiring authors. We would like to talk to you. We'd like to get some advice. And uh, he said, sure, I've got a few minutes. And so the first question was, what are you working on right now? And that's a great question for an editor because they're there to sell stuff just the same way you are. And they love to talk about what they're working on right now. And it gives them a great outlet for that. So he told us for about 45 minutes about some mathematical yep. thing that he was working on. And, and then at the end we said, well, you know, that sounds great. Uh, we've got some books of our own. We'd like to send them to you. W would that be okay? And he said, sure. Yep. And that's pretty much all it took. Yep. Um, we, we sent them to him, and he later on told me, he said, I didn't want to reject your book without actually reading it because you seem like such a darn nice guy. He <laughs> said that specifically to me after he'd bought me, um, bought my, my first mm -hmm. novel. Um, now, can I point out something yeah, that both of you, I'm sure, I, I wasn't there, but I'm sure both of you did this right. Um, you had showered that day. Yes. And you were not dressed as stormtroopers. No, and there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with dressing as a stormtrooper, but it's the what do you present yourself? If you want to go one of these cons and do cosplay, that's great. Do that for the master masquerade. Set aside distinct times when you are going to be going and talking to editors. When you go to the parties where the editors are, go dressed. Don't get drunk. Um, <laughs> go dressed looking like a professional. Mm -hmm. you, that doesn't mean in this business white shirt and tie. Um, this is, you know, relaxed environment, business Clean, casual. crisp clothing, yeah. a t-shirt that does not have an offensive slogan on yep. it. Yep, Or, you know, a button-up, loose, untucked t-shirt, or not t-shirt, um, polo, you know, polo. Yeah. Yeah, something Whatever. like this. Um, you know, this sort of thing, you're, you're looking to present yourself as a, as a professional. Between, um, after, after the last podcast, uh, Jordan said something that was very, um, very lucid, I think. He said to us, this is what happens at all conferences in any professional career you're in. People go to network. Well, people go to Worldcon and World Fantasy, editors and authors often go to network. That's not exclusively why they go. Editors will also be going and um, authors will be going to promote themselves or the books that they're working on. They will go to have fun and meet their friends. Um, they will be doing all these things, but they're also there as professionals in their professional environment. And so authors generally want to talk to you because they want to convince you to buy your, their books. Editors are willing to talk to you because they're actually there looking, looking for people to acquire mm -hmm. a lot of times. 
Um, and so you are not imposing upon them. Though, let's take a step back and give the reminder, we've said this before, I believe, on the, on the podcast. These conventions are run by fans. Yes. Nonprofit yes. Mm-hmm. who love fandom and are throwing these bashes to celebrate fandom. The, the industry professionals are kind of there as guests. And we've talked yeah. a lot about the industry professionals using these conventions. But remember that you're a guest and that these things really exist for the fans to go and have a panel where they discuss why Firefly is awesome yeah. um, or how to, how to create a Stormtrooper costume. Yeah. But the, the industry has started to jump on these, particularly Worldcon and World Fantasy Convention, um, as places to congregate to chat. World Fantasy, there are no costumes. There are none, it's only yeah. a professional convention, yeah. but Worldcon. So if you're going to Worldcon, don't go with some sense of entitlement that that's what it's for, it is yeah. for you. Worldcon is a place for people to gather and have fun, and a lot of them have very different motives. And your motive can be, I am going to go and meet these specific individuals and get their advice, find out whose agent represents whom. But remember, you can also have fun. Howard talked about this. Dan and yeah. I didn't do a lot of it. Now I do much more of it. <laughs> uh-huh. You can go and have fun. My very first uh, fan convention was uh, Penguicom in mm-hmm. uh, Novi, Michigan. And I, I, up until that point, I'd been doing trade shows yeah. for Novell. And all of a sudden, here was something where there was science fiction panels and yep. discussions happening. And I went to that in March. And by September, I had quit my day job because I realized these are the sorts of events I want to be attending. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is fun. I mean, yeah, I worked my butt off while I was there, but I had a blast. I met, I met John Ringo. Sitting and yeah. chatting with Moshe that night at the party, um, where after we, he agreed to look at our stuff, we still chatted with him for an hour about mm-hmm. our favorite books. It was a blast. Yeah, and it was just hanging out. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing that you can do at these. Now, one thing I want to point out, because Worldcon... By the time this airs, it's going to be just a couple of days. Worldcon is especially great because, like we said, editors are there in part because they're trying to sell their own books. And so each, each major publisher does its own panel where they basically just do a slideshow of everything they've got coming out in the next six or seven months. You can learn a lot. You can learn so much. That is an opportunity for you to sit there for 50 minutes and listen to the editors you want to sell to talk about what they love. Yeah, and what they're bought, what they've fabulous. bought, what they've bought, what they're looking for, what they focus on. I have met so many editors that way, just sitting in the back and going, "Okay, I really agree with her. I really think that guy would like this particular book I've written." And then you go up after and you do your standard little, you know, soft approach, and um, it works great. Two quick don'ts: don't bring, don't have a manuscript in hand no. to give to them. Mm-hmm. You can bring one to the con if you want in your room. Don't carry it around with you, just in case that one in a billion chance someone says, yeah, go ahead. If you've got one right now, I'll take it. Say, I'll have it delivered to your room. Or yeah. go run and get it for him and bring it to him next panel. Don't carry it around. It's intimidating. And, and I would say, don't, don't even offer to give it to yeah, them. Because most of them it. are not going to want it. If they ask for it, sure. The but for the most part... I would always have on hand to hand out is a business card yeah. that has your name and your phone number and a website address that... That shows that says something about who you are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, m- m- most of what you're going to be doing after you get that golden answer where they say, "Sure, I'll, I'll take a look at your book," you get you make sure to get their contact information. You go home, you print it out, you stick it in an envelope, you write requested material on it, you address it to that editor personally. Mm-hmm. Another thing uh, David Hartwell told me is that uh, if you address it to an editor, the editor will read it. If you address it to a publishing house 
it gets read by the high school interns mm -hmm. who are working there for the summer. So you send it like that, and then it goes to the top of the pile because it says requested material on the envelope. Don't, number two, never go up to them and ask them, what are you looking for? Don't mm -hmm. ask that. So That's many people question. want to ask that. And the reason it's an awful question um, is because they're looking for great fiction. They're not going to say, oh, I only want this or I only want that. Now, through conversation, you can sometimes get out of them that they're very interested in um, teen girl romance, um, mm -hmm. you know, vampire books, or they're very interested in this, and that can help you. Um, but don't just, that question's like um, a, a call of death. Um, yeah. Do go planning to take notes, and understand if you're not one of the people, and we're going a little bit long, but I think we can on this That's one. Fine. Um, if you're not one of the people that's like Dan or Howard or I, um, that's very in your face, understand that you can go and you can network without networking, meaning you can go listen to panels that, mm -hmm. um, that editors are sitting on, that agents are sitting on, and write down the stuff that Dan said. I need the link to it in the sidebar, you know, or not in the sidebar, but in the, in the liner notes. Um, I think her name is Diana Rowland, um, wrote a fantastic, fantastic uh, list of... Uh, how to work a party for uh, for writers, for introverts. Mm -hmm. Something that said, this is how you act like the sort of person who... <laughs> because yeah. if you're an introvert, and well, I'm yeah. an introvert, mm -hmm. okay? I don't what? sound like one. Yes, I'm an introvert. No, you're not. I, yes, Whoa. I am. No. I am, I am, I am. <laughs> I've just learned enough extroverted skills that I can be in your face when I need to be. Yeah, and I'm an introvert, too. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, next thing, look for blogs, meaning go to the con. If you talk to an editor and you're scared to ask them anything else, you can at least say, hey, do you have a blog that's, you know, a professional blog that people can follow? A lot of them do, and those mm -hmm. are wonderful ways to make a contact that you can follow and read what this editor or agent is talking about and see what they're interested in. Nope. Um, do go planning to listen to panels on writing, even if there's not an editor sitting on them. Yeah. It, we, we focused a lot on editors, but you can learn a lot just by sitting and listening to oh, Terry Pratchett absolutely. And, um, and Stephen Donaldson and what, John Ringo. And one of the people. first world fantasies we went to had Neil Gaiman there. Yep. I mean, for crying out loud, Neil Gaiman. We got to sit there and listen to him talk about what he loved in characters and how he wrote his characters. Yeah. Things like that. that that's gold. All right, I think we've gone long enough. Um, let's go ahead and finish our writing prompt. Dan, what, is, what, what does the person have in their pocket? What does he have in his pocket? It's not a, the one ring. It's not, allowed. not the one ring. And it's not allowed to be nothing either. He has an entire universe in his pocket. Mm. And it's not peace bonded. <laughs> <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.